Hey, Owen. Yes. Guess what? What, Cole? Second bye week, who? Congratulations, Cole. You won your bye week. Again. Again. Um, Country road. You, you want to cry? <laughs> At least we can say we heard the last rendition of Country Roads sang under the Neil Brown era. What the heck is that supposed to be? We could beat maybe we could beat Oklahoma State, brother. Maybe I don't know. Oklahoma, so does this mean that West Virginia, Virginia is better, better than, than Oklahoma a, State? Thank you, because we beat Oklahoma. So therefore. And Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State, so therefore West Virginia's already beat. Technically, West Virginia should be ranked number 21 right now. Exactly. (laughs) Don't you love college football? (laughs) I literally have nothing to turn to. Well, I mean, it's basketball season, so I can turn to basketball season. Yeah, good old Huggy Bear. Just don't think about what's going to happen in like five years. Mm, Maybe less. Yeah, try like two or three. (laughs) Try like two or three. The man is turning 69. Or actually, he'll turn 70 next year. We've got a whole new regime in LSU basketball, so we'll see. Um, but that being said, welcome into the Panther Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, I'm Cole Connor. I'm a very, very sad and distraught Owen Sapelman. And you're listening to the Panther Pod. Oh, and you know what's going to take your mind off of West Virginia's misery? The misery I had in this week's this week's games. Not that. The good football that was played this week and this weekend. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to issue a statement on behalf of the Panther Pod. We are sorry we did not pick the South Carolina-Tennessee game. We didn't pick uh, – I'm going to be honest. We did not pick great games this week. No. We- like, they were good games to watch. But South Carolina, Tennessee, we both thought about it. And we were like, nah, Tennessee's going to steamroll them. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on us. Um, I hate it for Hendon Hooker. I really do. I wish him a speedy recovery. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I'm so sad about that because, yeah. let's be honest, America was pulling for Tennessee. Yeah, for sure. America will now turn its eyes towards LSU. <laughs> Go Tigers. Um. No, uh, Hooker what, tore his ACL yep. surgery for the rest of the – and he's out? Yep. Yep. I hate it for him. I really do. I hope this is not one of those injuries that, like, changes his career, goes from a fantastic player to a meh player. Yeah. You know, like I just uh, – man, I was really pulling for Tennessee this year. Really. Um, another game that we didn't look at at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Ohio State and Maryland. Yeah, because apparently, oh, and not let's not forget it's a rival as well, Michigan yeah. and Illinois. Because, Coming down to a last second field goal from Michigan, but also, um, also, I'm pretty sure too. Like Michigan had some help from the refs. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. been a hot topic of discussion. Um, moving into the Big Ten and the Big Ten game that we did pick, it was a good game, um, was it? Iowa, Minnesota. Iowa pulls out the win, thirteen to ten. Wait a minute. Iowa had offense this game. Yeah, first time for Fif- everything. Fifteen. Uh, Spencer Petras, 
15 for 24, 221 yards. Good for him. What? What? Um, Spencer Petras also had the lone rushing touchdown <laughs> with, with negative, a long of one. <laughs> with negative rush, negative 14 rushing yards. A long of one will do that to you. <laughs> please, please tell me your Iowa football without telling me your Iowa football. Look, uh, Ethan Calia Manis, Calicamanis. Yeah, Calicamanis. Calicamanis. Seven for for Minnesota. Seven for fifteen. Eighty-seven <laughs> yards and one interception. Brother. He didn't have him a nice day. <laughs> uh, someone who did have a nice day though, Muhammad Ibrahim for the Golden Gophers. Thirty-nine carries, two hundred sixty-three yards, one touchdown. Yep. Not bad. Great stat line. Yeah. Um, Total yards though. Uh, Minnesota had 399 total yards. Rookie numbers. Got to bump those up, guys. Come on. Iowa had 280 total yards of offense. 221 passing yards compared to Minnesota's 87 passing yards. However, (laughs) Iowa had 59 (laughs) rushing yards. Compared to Minnesota's Minnesota's 312. 312. So, another game where anomaly happens, where if you can't establish a ground game, don't worry. Iowa will just throw it. What? Air raid for Kirk Ferentz? (laughs) I'm sorry, air raid for Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes? The new Mike Leach? Never. What in the world? Also, tell me how Iowa wins with only getting 13 first downs. They got as many first downs as they did points. points. What? Um, Spencer Petros, again, the only only touchdown scored – for Iowa, and that came in the first quarter. <laughs> um, they could have went home after the first quarter and would have been tied up until the fourth. That is insane. Um, neither team got a single penalty this game. This game screams Big Ten football to me. Big Ten West football. Yeah, this is – This is interesting. <laughs> like, uh, Also, I think, I think really the tale of why Minnesota – loses this game is because they have two turnovers, a fumble and an interception. Jack uh, Campbell did have that one interception return for 30 yards. Everything else shows Minnesota should have won the game. Minnesota had, was 7 for 16 on third down. They were 1 for 2 on fourth down. They ran a total of 65 plays. They only had to punt the ball three times, and they had the ball for 35 minutes. Iowa did not register a single sack this game. Minnesota registered one. I just don't understand. Like, you <sighs> – how? Yeah. How? Like Minnesota, well, Minnesota always has a great offensive line. Yes, but that trust being me, don't said, I know it, brother? Uh, the guaranteed rate bowl last year, fun, brother. Um, no, but either way, um, again, this this game just yells and screams Big Ten football. Yep, that's that's all it is. Is it was a run heavy game. The only touchdowns scored were on the ground, which is absolutely wild. And then great offensive line play. You had one sack if you were Minnesota, no sacks if you were Iowa. But it's so weird to me that like Spencer Petras throws for 221 yards and not a single time does he get in the end zone. But also, too, Minnesota, like I said, had the ball for 35 minutes. Iowa's total time of possession, 24 minutes. How? How do you? Iowa is like, hey, Panther Pod, y'all remember how you said you need to establish a run and control time of possession and limit turnovers? Watch this. 
An absolute uh, anomaly. Oh, uh, guys, we we promise you, we know what we're talking about. We how do it, how it takes to win a game. Um, next game is a case in point on that. Yes. Did you have anything? No, this is about all. I, I'm still just shocked looking at all this. How Iowa won that game. Iowa won that game. So again, next game, case in point. Oregon comes out with the win, twenty to seventeen over Utah. I am doing good so far. I'm only one for one. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm. You're doing. 0 for 2. <laughs> oh, brother. 0 for. Ooh. Um, Bo Nix, 287 yards, one touchdown, one interception. <laughs> rough day at the office, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, rough day for uh, even. So, <laughs> even then, and that's my next point, if you were looking at Cameron Rising's stats, what would your touchdown and interception total be off of that stat line? Honestly, like looking at that, you're 21 for 38, 170 yards. I'd probably say a touchdown and an interception, I would feel like. Well, Owen, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. No touchdowns, three interceptions. Ooh. That's terrifying. Jalen Dixon had the only uh, offensive touch. touchdown. Um, one carry, 18 yards, and the touchdown. Uh, Tavion Thomas was Utah's leading rusher, 19 carries, 55 yards. Um, for Oregon, their leading rusher was Noah Whittington, 10 carries for 53 yards. Bucky Irving had the team's only uh, rushing touchdown, 10 carries for 20 yards, and that one touchdown. Again, it's another anomaly. Yeah. Because looking at total yards, Oregon, Utah, all right. You both get over 300 yards total offense. Oregon's got 346. Utah's got 326. Oregon, we I think we both knew they were going to have the passing attack. 287 passing yards compared to Utah's 170. However, though, Utah still won the game with 59 rushing yards compared, or Oregon won the game with 59 rushing yards compared to Utah's 156. Apparently, 59 was the magical number this week because Iowa Clearly. also also got 59 rushing yards. Um, again, again, too. Oregon, 16 first downs. Utah has 23. Uh, third down, they were they were fairly even on third down. Oregon was seven of 15. Uh, Utah was eight for 15. Fourth down, though, Oregon was one for one compared to Utah, who was one for four. Uh, Utah also had. 74 total plays compared to Oregon, 62. Utah only punted the ball once. Mm. Utah also had the ball or also uh, had two penalties for 15 yards. 15 yards. However, oh, oh, but no, 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 no. no. They both turned the ball over three times. Utah also has the ball for 33 minutes. How do you lose the game? Um, last second field goal. How? Fourth quarter field goal. I mean, I'm not complaining because I picked Oregon to win, so. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, bad beat if you're Utah losing on a last second field goal to your conference rival. Yep. Um, you hate to see it. Utah's playoff hopes were non-existent before. They're even more so now. Yep. Um, at least they'll end up in a good bowl. Same with Oregon. They're going to – they will be in the I – th- I do believe that they will face uh, – USC. USC in the I, – I, as I'm – all right, so let's look at the rest of the schedule. Look, looking at Oregon's schedule, what left they have. Uh, next week it's the Civil War. They take on Oregon State. Um, 
I if no beavers. I, the be the beavers. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on. Prove me right. <laughs> uh, Oregon State. Shock the world. <laughs> Oregon State right now is. Oh, I think they're eight and three. If I'm not mistaken. They are. Okay. Um, and then. I just typed in Pac-12 standings, and Google took more than, like, two seconds to pull it up, probably <laughs> because no one's ever checked the Pac-12 standings. Oh, fun. But little little dig on the Pac-12. <laughs> okay. I thought um, you were going somewhere with that with the standings. <laughs> Oregon State is fifth in the standings right now. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they would need to beat Oregon next weekend to have a shot at the USC – well, Trojans. all right, so if Oregon loses, then it'll be USC and Washington. So Washington would need to lose, and Oregon State would need to beat Oregon. No, Washington would need to win, and Oregon State needs to beat Oregon in order for Washington go to go to the U.S. No, Oregon State. That's, That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're looking at Oregon State. Okay. No, I'm looking at my Pac-12 champions. Oh, okay. So you, you need Oregon – you need Oregon State – I would need Oregon State to beat Oregon and then Washington to lose. And you need Wa- and you need Utah to lose as well. That can happen. That does, for sure can happen. Who does Utah play? Brother, that is not happening. Utah is playing Colorado next week. They got that. They are Utah is winning that Go game. Go Buffs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, please. Ugh. And then Washington, who do they play? They play, I, they play Washington State in the Apple Cup. Of course they do, because uh, it's rivalry week next week. Um, Go Buffs, baby. Whatever. The dream is still alive. So, so you need Colorado to beat Utah. That's an, not happening. I need an astronomical turn of events You for need Oregon Washington State. State to beat Washington. Not out of the realm of possibilities. More likely than not, Washington's winning that game. And then you need Oregon State to beat Oregon. Again, not out of the realm of possibilities. Oregon's going to win that game. Uh, and then USC, really, I mean, if you want, let's see here. USC schedule, they have to play. Uh, let me pull it up here, dadgummit. USC's in the title game no matter what. Yes. They clinch that. You, yeah. A two, a TB, oh, they play Notre Dame. They play Notre Dame. So oh, it's, it, it, is already, it has already been determined no, December 2nd, USC will be at the, Pac-12, at the Pac-12 title game. They play Notre Dame next week. This is rivalry week. I should have known that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Notre Dame's losing that we're, one. We're going to have an insane spread of games to pick from next week. I know, isn't it? Isn't it going to be great? Yeah, um, Iron Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, back to Oregon and, and Utah. Sorry, that was got off on a rant there. Um, Oregon I'm had sorry the ball for bringing for, up Oregon no, you're, State. You're fine. Oregon has a total time possession of 26 minutes. 26 and a half. And they still win the game. I would venture to say Oregon is going to go to the Pac-12 championship unless they lose to Oregon State and Washington wins. Look, it, it's a three-horse race for the Pac-12 right now, right? You have USC, mm-hmm. you have Oregon, mm-hmm. and then you have Oregon State. <laughs> I'm no. kidding. I'm, that was a joke. Dude, what if Oregon State does actually – like, like honestly, it was not – at the beginning of the year, it was a terrible pick. Like I, it was, it was an terrible. absolutely terrible pick. However, though, it's actually or, coming. Legit the Beavers now. have really come through for you. Yeah. The Beavers have really come through for you. Do we and have fans in in Oregon? We have fans. We have listeners in San Francisco. Shout out to all those fans out in San Francisco. Woo. Um. But yeah, no. 
Oregon State's losing, they'll get to a, a decent bowl game, probably like the Alamo Bowl or something like that. Honestly, fair. Um, <laughs> Oregon State versus LSU? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? LSU wins by a million. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. More than likely. <laughs> moving on. Uh, speaking of dreams being dead, ah, poor, poor Kansas. Ah. Hey, one and two. Ah. Do, <laughs> horns, ah. Horns, horns, horns down. Horns down. Yeah, horns, horns down. down. I did not see this coming. I'm be. I thought this was going to be an absolute shootout, and Jalen Daniels was back from injury. He also played really well, only had an interception, two touchdowns, 230 yards, 17 17, – I feel like I got ahead of you there. My apologies. Uh, 17 for 26. Jason Daniels. Yeah. Jalen. Jalen, not Jason. Who was Jason Daniels? I was looking at Jason Bean. Um, Texas beats Kansas 55 to 14. The uh-huh. dream is dead for uh-huh. the Jayhawks at this point. No, honestly. They're going to a bowl. They are going this to a bowl. Is a, this has been an awesome season for the Jayhawks. They, they, had, they hit their over for their over win totals in, I think, week three, week two or three. Against y'all. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you for that little reminder. Sorry to bring that up. Um, no, Texas, I mean, Bijan Robinson – who I said was going to be the difference maker last week, let me remind you. 25 carries, 243 yards, four touchdowns. Jonathan Brooks, 11 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Quinn Ewers didn't have a bad game. 12 for 21, 107 yards, one touchdown. That is a game manager stat if I have ever seen one. Yep. Um, Devin Neal, 13 carries, 51 yards, no touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns for Kansas. Um, Jalen Daniels literally put the team on his back, and Texas steamrolled them. I Uh, hate – I truly hate to see it. Honestly, I think it's just – I think it's just for the fact that Kansas is, like – Texas didn't get a sack. Texas did not get a sack (laughs) on Jalen Daniels. Wild. Whoa. Kansas didn't get a sack. <laughs> Great. Big 12 football. Big 12 to the Big 10? What? What? Um, but here's that like, insane Texas defense that we've been – like, granted, they forced – they didn't force a fumble. They didn't – or they had an, uh, the one interception. But uh, insane. Here's the thing. Uh, Kansas – I think it's just proving that hey, yeah, they got off to a really good start. They started off five and zero. However, they started off they started off five and zero. They then went on <clears throat> to lose one, two, three. They went on to lose three straight. Had a little break there. Beat Oklahoma State. Lost Texas Tech. Lost Texas. So it's kind of rough going for the Jayhawks. However. Gonna make a bowl. Like as a Jayhawk fan, you've got to be ecstatic. Like oh, yeah. a seven and five season for you is mind boggling. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly a seven and five season. Possibly they still have to go and play Kansas State, but even a six and six season, like that's yeah, not that's that bad, awesome. you know. That's um, going bowling. Going bowling. Going bowling. Wow. Hey, do you, do you want me to take you bowling next week? 
I'll take you bowling, okay. and we can we can play some country roads. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, change is coming. <laughs> change is for sure coming. Uh, Kansas posted 346 total yards of offense. Come on, guys, got to bump those up. That's rookie numbers here. I mean, Texas only it's had like five. This is the Big Twelve or something. Yeah, Texas only had 539 yards total really? offense. <laughs> Can- 427 on the ground. Ah! How about that run defense from Kansas? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, scary. <laughs> Ooh, didn't like that. Uh, but Kansas had 242 passing compared to Texas that had 112 passing. Um, Kansas had 15 first downs, was over two on fourth down, four for 11 on third down, 59 plays, four punts, four penalties, and threw an interception. Honestly, I mean. It says something when you have not one but two guys averaging a first down whenever you run the ball. Yeah. That's yeah. Here's the thing, Kansas. Kansas is still is not showing us that they're Kansas anymore. But hey, we we shouldn't be so, like. There's no way. I don't care. I I don't care what kind of coach you are in this transfer portal era. You can for sure turn a program around. We've seen that with Baylor. We've seen it with um, Kansas. I'm trying to think of another program that turned it around here. Um, West Virginia. Never mind. Shut up. Kansas, uh, Kansas State kind of did it because they had Adrian Martinez, uh, but he, but he, with this transfer with, the, with this transfer portal, you can help, you can get a program going within two years. However, we've seen still, it with Kentucky, we've, we've seen, seen there, it with yes, South Carolina thank you, too. Thank you, um, how, Vandy. They're Van, five and six, brother. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry. <laughs> we're gonna get we're, more than likely. We could get a Kansas. Well, here's the thing. Vanderbilt's not going bowling because they have to play Tennessee next week. Oh, wait. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Hendon Hooker's out. <laughs> Can you imagine that this is Tennessee? Tennessee drops the last two games of the season to South Carolina and Vandy. If. If. And a, a season – had you told me before before the season started – Tennessee gets ranked number one in the CFP. Beat Bama and beats Bama, and, and then they lose to South Carolina. Yeah, if you had told me that, if you had told me that that they beat Bama and they're ranked number one in CFP, I'm like, oh, they're they're SEC champs, right? No, no, they don't even make the game. They don't even make the game. No, absolutely. That's insane. Isn't that wild? God, I love college. Football. Also, do you realize there's no better than a two loss team in the SEC West? In the SEC West. Nobody has less than two losses. To be the man, you got to beat the man, brother. Uh, <laughs> and we're on top of it. But I mean, honestly, though, can I mean, what what the point I'm trying to get at here is, you can't turn a, a a dud to a stud in two years. No. So, like, here's the thing: Kansas. It's been a phenomenal season for Kansas. However, you can't make them go from bottom of the conference to no, top. And Lance make them Leopold has his job like secure. S- secured, and he can build off this. This is going to be great. They're, they're, they they'll just go up from here. Yes, I think one hundred with Lance Leopold at the helm. Absolutely. Um, I am now two for one. I'm one and two. Yep. Um, moving on to NC State and Louisville. <laughs> Took another fat L here, didn't we? 
thought we had it in the bag. <sighs> that was like easiest game of the week to pick. NC State's going to steamroll Louisville. No. Nope. 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 Absolutely not. Nope. Uh, Louisville wins 25-10. Scott Siderfield, his seat is cooling down. Yeah. Uh, NC State had two quarterbacks in this game. Jack, Jack Chambers just was not getting it done. Two for seven, 13 yards. So they bring in Ben Finley, 16 for 35, 201 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Not Rough half bad. day at the office, but not bad for Ben Finley. Not I mean, bad. This is his first season. He's a true freshman. Brother. Hey, yeah. that's impressive for a that's true freshman. That's very good. Hey, that's really good for a true freshman. Hey, kudos to you, young man. Wow. Yeah. Um, Way to step up. He is younger than me. And me. Wow. Ah. <laughs> Man. Oh. Um. Don't like that. Nope. Okay. Um, Brock Dahman. I'm trying to figure out how Louisville got all their points. No passing touchdowns. A rushing touchdown. rushing touchdown. Please tell me it didn't all come from defense. <laughs> oh, a kick return. And four for four field goals. Yeah, that would do it. That, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but Brock Dahman, uh, 12 for 25, 153 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Jawar Jordan. Jawar. Jawar, thank you. Jawar Jordan. I almost said Jawar, like Jawa. This is not Star Wars, folks. Jawar Jordan, 16 carries, 105 yards. Not bad. And a touchdown. Not bad. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Um Louisville got it done. They very well. They have um, Kentucky next week. <laughs> That's going to be a good game. Uh, it is going to be a great game. Uh, Kentucky right now, they currently are 6-5 and five overall. Louisville looks to be the better team. However, Louisville plays in the ACC, not the SEC. So, it's going to be an interesting game next week. You know, Going into the stat breakdown, before we get our before yeah, we yeah, get yeah, yeah, ourselves, um, Louisville had 345 total yards, NC State 291. NC State had the one turnover. Time of possession was right at 30 minutes for both teams. NC State had 30 minutes, 34 seconds. Louisville had 29 minutes, 26 seconds. Thank you to Texas and Louisville for finally proving our point that once you establish a ground game, you yes. will usually win yes. the game. You will usually win the game. Louisville um, had 192 on the ground. And 153 through the air compared to NC State, who had 214 through the air, only 77 on the ground. Um, honest with you, it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, it just Louisville was way more consistent. Um, NC State had spurts. Um, they had a Louisville had a 13-3 lead going into the half, and NC State made it 13-10 going into the fourth quarter, and then Louisville scored 12 points in the fourth, all four field goals. In the for, in the fourth quarter, we picked really boring. I mean, it was they yeah. were there close were, games. There were good. There were better games to pick. There this were for sure better games see. to pick. Yeah. Also, uh, Louisville Stadium is called Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. I hate that. <laughs> I really do. It's like Caesar Superdome. Don't like that. Okay, but you were the Mercedes Benz Superdome. That for, was yeah. But I'm you do realize it. there's a Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Yeah, and it's to the Falcons. Yeah, they stole our name. Mercedes decides who they sponsor. You do realize that, right? And they picked our division rival. Yeah, because they got the nicer stadium. No offense. None taken. The Superdome is old. But there's a reason why it's old. There's a reason why Lambeau is old. 
because it's, it's iconic. It's iconic. Yes. Hey, that Mercedes. Hey, though that Mercedes-Benz Stadium is wild. That let me tell you, I, I was in the original Georgia Dome, mm. and it's um, cool. It was cool. It was nice. However, that new that new stadium that the Falcons have, beautiful place, hate perfect it. for hate SEC it. championship game. One hundred percent hate it when the Falcons are playing there. Any other time, amazing. If scene. only the Falcons could make it iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is a very very cool stadium. It is, it and is, I will admit that it is very cool. Um, took the L on this one. You are now one for three, my man. I am two for two. <sighs> hey, <laughs> game that we both won. Yes, yes, we did win. Also, this though, this was the game. Yeah, this game was week. this for all for us. This was a really, really good game. Caleb Williams absolutely balled out. Uh, USC beats UCLA forty-eight to forty-five. Uh, Caleb Williams, as you said, completely and totally balled out. Thirty-two for forty-three. 470 yards passing. My man's out here putting out a five-piece. Yep. Two touchdowns, one interception. That's uh, Honestly, I'm not even mad about that. You're throwing yeah. for 470 yards. I could not be bad about it. If you it. are throwing the ball 43 times in a game. And it only gets picked off once. Yeah. Awesome. Um, also, <laughs> eight carries, 33 yards, a touchdown for Austin, Caleb Williams. Austin Austin Jones, 21 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. DTR showed up. Now, Dar- Brandon, Darwin Barlow, also for USC, had three carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, moving to the UCLA side, DTR, 23 for 38. You take away that last column, uh-huh. 23 for 38, 309 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Oof. Um, Oof. Which, that'll happen. But Zach Charbonnet, 19 carries, 95 yards. Oh, and there's two rushing touchdowns on here, too. Yeah. DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. The man had six touchdowns. He literally was responsible for all of the points. <laughs> yes. He he put the team on his back. Yes. Um. Lord of mercy. Three of Pac-12. those touchdowns. Michael Zeke, four receptions, 44 yards, three touchdowns. Insane. Um, Pac-12 football becomes Big 12 football. So the Big 12 was the Big 10 this week. Yep. The Pac-12 is the Big 12. So who's the Pac-12? The ACC. ACC. ACC, ACC uh, is just SEC, yeah. no matter what. Um. UCLA put up 513 yards of total offense. Rookie numbers, guys, because USC put up 649 yards of total offense. Insane. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, UCLA had 309 passing yards. USC, come on, guys, 470 passing yards. Uh. Imagine, Imagine putting up 513 total yards of offense and still losing the game. That's insane. Imagine passing the ball for 309 yards and still losing the game. Imagine rushing the ball for 204 yards and still losing the game because USC rushed the ball for 179 yards. UCLA did it for 204. 95 from Zach Charbonnet and then 81 from DTR. Keegan Jones also had some love. Four carries, 28 yards. Uh, third down, you say it was better on third down. Seven for 13 compared to, um, well, 
they weren't. I wouldn't say they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were. They were. Mm, they weren't that much better. They weren't that much better because U- USC was four for ten. To yeah. the it's it's about yeah, a what that's same. that's a six that's a six yeah it's six uh, six point difference there. The uh, one thing that killed UCLA in this game four turnovers. Yep, and um, six penalties. Yeah. DTR was responsible for every single one of those turnovers. He had the three interceptions, and then he also fumbled the ball twice, mm. recovered one, lost the other one. Mm. You have games like that, but, man, if you – it's one of those games where it was a three-point margin, and if those turnovers were cut out, what could have been for UCLA? Um, UCLA falls to eight and three. They are going bowling. USC ten and one might make the playoffs now. The Tennessee's lost, so we shall see. Um, and last but not least, here, Owen, did Bedlam disappoint you? Bedlam did disappoint me. <laughs> it's a good game. Bedlam disappointed though. Yep. Spencer Sanders. 381 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. Mm. Mm. Dylan Gabriel, 259 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Spencer Sanders was also the lead rusher for Oklahoma State. 17 carries, 42 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Eric Gray. Again, we've we've said all year long he's a powerhouse at running back. We saw it in the West Virginia game. We've seen it time and time again for Oklahoma. 20 carries, 90 yards, touchdown. Dylan Gabriel, 6 carries, 30 yards, touchdown. Dylan Gabriel accounted for three of the four touchdowns for the Sooners. Eric Gray chipped in on that last one. You truly hate to see it for Oklahoma State. For Oklahoma State. Come on, guys. These are rookie numbers. 484 total yards of offense. Got to bump those up. <laughs> Got to bump Y'all that up. play in the Big 12. Oklahoma did win with 434 yards of total offense, 259 passing for Oklahoma, and 175 rushing. Oh, and guess what? So you would assume 28 points. They would have scored those, you know, through the game, right? Yeah. Oklahoma, 28. Oklahoma State, zero. First quarter. <laughs> Oklahoma, 28. Oak State, three. three. Second quarter. Oh. This is a, this is a bad game. <laughs> um, Oklahoma literally scored all their points in the first quarter. And still won. And still won. And still won. Oof. I honestly like. We've seen some great. Last year was a great bedlam game. Um, I think the year before was all before we even did this. It was it was phenomenal. It's always been a good game and a good rivalry. But yeah, no, Oklahoma State never had a chance of winning this game according to ESPN per win probability. Um because Oklahoma was favored, and then they literally had a 95 uh, from midway through the second quarter. They had 98.4% chance of winning this game, and it did not move above that. Yep. That's a a bad game. 
Oklahoma State had 26 first downs compared to Oklahoma, who had 17. Uh, Oklahoma State was 7 for 22 on third down. Oklahoma was only 1 for 14. Both teams did not convert on fourth down. Oklahoma State ran 102 plays compared to Oklahoma, who only ran 74. Oklahoma State punted the ball nine times. Oklahoma punted the ball 11 times. Oklahoma only had two penalties. Uh, Oklahoma State only had three. However, here's where it gets you. Oklahoma had two turnovers, a fumble and an interception. Pretty normal. Oklahoma State had four turnovers, all of those being Spencer Sanders' interceptions. Oklahoma State had the ball for 37 minutes. Oklahoma Oklahoma had a total time possession of 22 minutes and still won the game. (laughs) I thought for sure Oklahoma State was going to win this game. They did not. Uh, The Sooners are going bowling, barely. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Oklahoma... Oddly enough, this was not a uh, rivalry week game. Uh, Oklahoma goes on playing. Normally, isn't a rivalry week game though. It's played the week before usually. Sometimes right? last week it was a rivalry week game. Last year. Last year, not last week. My bad. Um, but it, it it depends sometimes. Um, next week, Oklahoma takes on Texas Tech, and then Oklahoma State takes on West Virginia. Um, at least you'll be better than my record this week. I finished two and four. I think I finished three and three, didn't I? Or three and two. Uh, USC and Minnesota, right? No. No, I picked USC, USC Oregon, and USC and Oregon. Was it, Brother, is that the only ones I picked too? You had Minnesota, uh-huh. so uh, zero and one. Yeah, Oregon one and one. Kansas zero and or one and two. Uh, NC State one and three. USC two and three, and Oklahoma State two and four. Ah. Brother, are we sure we know football? No, this was a hey. Look, look, look. Here's thing. I think we, we were just off. This was this is our one bad week. Okay. Next week's going to be better. Look on the bright side. It's going to be better. It's going to oh, be it's fun. it's got to be. It's rivalry week. It's rivalry week. There's so many great games to go through. Speaking uh, – or not speaking of which. Uh, do you have anything more else to touch on this? I'm good. Okay. Uh, quick ODAC update. We know Farham's season is over. However, Randolph-Macon continues to roll on after being Cortland 35-28. Randolph-Macon, Yellow Jackets, move on in round two of the Division Three playoffs. Uh Randolph Macon drew uh, Cabanel uh, had a 256 passing yards. Uh, Nick Kale had 57 rushing yards, and David Wallace had 122 uh, yards receiving. Um, Go Randy Mack, bring it home for the ODAC. Bring it home. 259 passing yards for Randolph Macon, 112 rushing yards. Cortland had two turnovers. Uh, Randy Mack. Pulling it up here, pulling all these stats up here. Let's see here. I cannot find the stats. It is. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, overall, 
total offense. Randy Mack had 371 yards of total offense. They were 11 for 19 passing the ball. Uh, they they averaged 13.6 yards passing the ball. Um, That's insane. 112 rushing yards. They had six sacks. Cortland had none and also had two interceptions as well. Randy Mack rolling on into the second round of the Division Three Championship Series. Owen, do you remember what I said about Randy Mack last year? The excellence of execution. There you go. Proven time and time again. Yep. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go you first? You go first because you had a bye week. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. They're almost bowl eligible. Almost. They would. Yep. Yeah, they're five and six. Mm-hmm. It would be like LSU playing West Virginia. Um, anyway, <laughs> LSU beat UAB 41 to 10. Um, I'm going to be real honest with you. Jaden Daniels did not impress me this game. Really? Mm-hmm. He was the team's leading passer and rusher. The reason why Jaden Daniels didn't impress me is because Noah Kane impressed me. 13 mm. carries, 76 yards, three touchdowns. Mm. John Emery, our John Emery Jr., nine carries, 46 yards, one touchdown. John Emery Jr. is our lead back. Um, John Emery Jr. also lost two fumbles to UAB. Mm. Mm. Brother, that's not something that happens. Um, UAB did register a sack on Jaden Daniels. And they also made you punt the ball as well. And we punted the ball. Um, didn't have to kick any field goals, which, thank God, uh, we did miss one extra point. Uh, Damian Ramos continues to be the bane of my existence on that department. Um, he's consistent, and then sometimes, you know, his extra point attempts get blocked. It happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, UAB was good. They were decent. Dylan Hopkins, uh, 14 for 29, 158 yards. Jacob Zeno, 3 for 6, 53 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Jane Daniels, 22 for 29, 297 yards and a touchdown. A good stat line, but not the most impressive stat line of the day. Jane Daniels did also have 12 carries for 111 yards and one touchdown as well. He is clearly the heartbeat of our team, um, which makes me very scared going up against Georgia because we saw what happened when Tennessee and Georgia play. Um, they know how to eliminate that threat. Obviously, right now, the rest of our season is uh, UAB and Texas A&M. We clearly stomped UAB. Uh, Texas A&M, come on. Come on. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be... Trap game. Trap game. It it screams trap game, but Arkansas was our biggest trap game of the season. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, And we came out of that scared, but not... In not with another loss. Here's the thing, though, is you have to go play Texas A&M. We do have to play Texas A&M. In, at, in College Station. However, though, did you see, I as a West Virginia fan am in a pit of despair. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. However, though, 
Change is a coming. Times are changing. Yes. College Station? Nah. No. They 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 got to stay the course. <laughs> they for ninety five million dollars, Jimbo is sitting back, relaxing, hanging out, shooting some b ball. Honestly, Jimbo <laughs> is probably smoking a cigar and drinking some whiskey tonight. Yes. He he don't care. It's they are Texas A and M is uh what uh four and seven four and seven. I think they're four and seven. The announced attendance for a four and seven SEC team was ninety thousand at the at first half. By halftime, no one was there. That stadium was completely empty. It doesn't surprise me they were all in the parking lot getting drunk. Yeah, because because they were almost they're four losing and seven, <laughs> but they almost lost to UMass. Like UMass was keeping it close. Yeah, at halftime. For Texas A and M, it was <laughs> it was ten to three at halftime against UMass, who at the time was one and nine. Ooh. That's not okay. No, that's not okay. No, Texas A and M should have steamrolled UMass. Uh, the fact that UMass even scored. Against which you could say the exact same thing about the UAB LSU game. They scored multiple times for you. Yeah, the fact that UAB scored kills me. Yeah, um, it's like Southern earlier on or New Mexico. The yeah. fact that those teams even score against you insults you. Yeah, but the fact that it was ten to three mm-hmm. at halftime for Texas A and M, a powerhouse in the SEC. Yeah, someone more no, middle no, no. of the pack. Someone who competed for a national championship not ten years ago with Johnny Football. You're telling me you're four and seven and hanging on at the half? That's insane, isn't it? And you're paying your head coach how much? Yeah. Come on. That's that's um, wild. LSU obviously is playing for the SEC championship, no matter what. Um, we clinched that last week with Alabama's win over Ole Miss, uh, something I am still very conflicted about <laughs> because I do not want to acknowledge it. Um, I see no reason for LSU not to have a 10-win season this year. Um, this Considering screams, somebody who predicted you to go 8-4. and four, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Um, kudos to Brian Kelly. I thought the transition period was going to take longer. Obviously, we've captured Lightning in a Bottle with Jaden Daniels, uh, and we'll have him back next year, if I'm not mistaken. Because he still has, yeah, he still has two more years of eligibility. Dang um, <laughs> he's, he's a junior, uh, so he has his COVID year, and he has his transfer year still. Wow. <sighs> Is that all you Please have? don't declare. <laughs> Please don't declare for the draft. Um. No, I'm I'm very proud of this LSU Tigers team no matter what. If we make a run in the CFP, fantastic. I hope we don't because this team will get steamrolled. Um if we match up against one particular team and we have to play that team. You're here's the thing, even if Georgia loses, they're going to go to the Yeah. They're going to go to the CFP. Georgia is as scary as they have ever been and um yeah, I'm not looking forward to that SEC championship. Also, apparently, Stetson Bennett can run, and he's quick, too. Great. Wonderful. Hey, bud. 
Hey. That's the end of the episode, I'm, right? I'm I'm done. That's the end of the episode, right? Um Right? Please. If you want it to be. Oh. I mean Garrett Greenbald. He did. He had two interceptions, but Hey, you see that for you see that you, you see that first quarter score right there for Kansas State? Twenty eight nineteen. That's yeah. big twelve football for you. Oh. And then West know. West Virginia lost. 48-31 against the Kansas. Shut up. Take me home. <laughs> Take me home. Take me home. Okay. West Virginia is not going bowling this year. They are 4-7. and seven. Best they can do is 5-7. and seven. This is Neil Brown's third losing season. This is Neil Brown's third losing season in his four years at West Virginia. His third losing season. At West Virginia. Do you realize Don Nealon, who is royalty at West Virginia, if I'm not if not if I'm not mistaken, had four losing seasons in twenty years. Which I guess it you know give Neil Brown, you know, <laughs> sixteen more years. Please he no. he might not please no have that fourth yeah, losing season. Yeah, he he would have fifteen losing seasons out of <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he had 14 losing seasons. Gets you know. Anyways, uh, Rich Rod had one losing season out of the seven years that he was there. Dana Holgerson had one losing season out of the eight years that he was at West Virginia. Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden, I think, only had one losing season. If I'm not, he was. Here's the thing, Bobby. Ba- that was the dumbest mistake by West Virginia football. You fired the man when he was 40 and 22. Why? Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, Will Howard for Kansas State was 19 for 27, 294 yards, touchdown, and a pick six. West Virginia got that pick six, baby. Uh, Casey Legg for West Virginia was absolutely atrocious, missed two PATs and a field goal. Don't know what happened. Um, By the way, the announced attendance for West Virginia, what would you guess it was? It was senior day. Senior day, big seniors, Dante Stills, Sam James, Bryce Ford Wheaton, all those guys, uh, they're seniors. They walk today without looking it up. I'm looking at the max uh, max capacity. It's 60,000. 60? 60. Mm, I would say like 42, <laughs> somewhere in there. To be reasonable, like 42, 45, somewhere in there. 37. Oh. The lowest rated attendance in 20 years. If that doesn't scream the head coach has got to go, I don't know what what will. There, um, he's gonna go regardless. The new AD is gonna like he he was gonna go whether he went to a bowl game or not. The new AD is gonna make that hire. I I, I believe that that's what's gonna happen. Um, Garrett Green started for this game, fifteen for twenty seven, two hundred four yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, not for his first start. Why not? <laughs> you know. Uh, Garrett Green also had 12 carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Anderson, our fourth-string quarterback. Fourth-string? Oh. Running back, running back, running back. Okay. I, I string, I was No, no, fourth-string running back had seven carries for 69 yards. Um, And then Sam James threw a little little misdirection there. He had he was, he was threw one pass for 12 yards. 
Way to go, Sam James. Um, Triple J didn't look bad. Triple J didn't look bad. Yeah, uh, Charles Woods, who was our store cornerback, has declared for the portal. Yay! So glad. (laughs) Great. SEC, pick him up. Please. (laughs) Uh, DJ Giddens, 12 for Kansas State. DJ Giddens, 12 carries, 78 yards, touchdown. Deuce Vaughn, 22 carries, 67 yards, touchdown. Will Howard, 4 carries, 6 yards, and a touchdown. This was a – I mean, it was a rough it, – it was just rough. Three, I mean, this this is sad. This this was very sad. West Virginia football, 37,000 at the game. I, It's sad. Changes are coming, but it can't come soon enough. Brendan Mott for K-State was the only player to register a sack um, for K-State. That's – I'm I'm going through positives. Uh, offensive line looked better. They were opening holes. It was they gave up three sacks. That's not bad over the course of a game. Um, Jordan Jefferson, West Virginia defense, again stud. Lee Pogba, thirteen total tackles, Kogba. seven. Kogba, Kogba, Kogba. My bad. Uh, thirteen total tackles. Uh, Jasir Cox, thirteen total. Marcus Floyd. 10. I mean, your defense was getting after it. They yeah. had the pick six, as you said. We also had eight penalties. False starts. Delay a game. You know, the usual. Undisciplined. Something a uh, a poorly coached team would do. Not to, not to rub salt in the wound, but Sincere Mason, 4K State, also took one of those Garrett Green picks back to the house as well. Yeah, no, I watched that one. Yeah. Yep. yep, watch that one. Uh, West Virginia was 21, uh, had 21 first down, same as Kansas State, two for 10 on third down, two for four on fourth down, 62 plays, only punted the ball twice, and Garrett Green, of course, threw those, threw those two interceptions. Uh, they were miles apart time-wise. Garrett Green's interception wasn't until late in the second half. His second interception wasn't until late in the second half. He played a really good game. Uh, West Virginia had 369 total yards of offense, 216 yards passing, 153 yards. This is the third time that Neil Brown, under a Neil Brown team, uh, (laughs) this is the third time under a Neil Brown team that Neil Brown has lost a game when he has rushed for over 100 yards. Only the third time. Two of those happened this season, though, right? Yep. Pitt and uh, this game. Yeah. Changes are coming. Change is a coming. Kansas State had 437 total yards of offense, 294 passing, 143 rushing. Change is coming. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm not going to a bowl game this year. In Second his time, post, I did watch Neil Brown's post game. Um, he checked out. Yeah, he just absolutely checked out. I think he knows it's coming. Yeah, he's got to at this point. It, I mean, I think he's going to politic for his job. But uh, no, there's no way when you when you when the new AD sits down for an interview, looks at the coach and evaluates, says how we've been this past these past four years, coach. Well, uh, we won a bowl game. That's great. How many bowl games you go to? Two. Oh, okay. How how badly did you? uh, What happened the second one? Oh, we lost to Minnesota, eighteen to six. Or oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, how many how many winning seasons you had, Coach? One. Out of the four years you were here, you, yes. 
I mean, that that tells you right there. Tells you right there. And to be honest with you, Neil Brown has had ample time to build this program because the guys that he recruited in his first year are in the program now. Yeah. Like, doesn't take five years to build a program anymore. Nope. Um, Takes at, I I would say, three. Yeah, at at most three now because you have the portal. Um, yeah, changes are coming. I'm very, very sad about this. Obviously, we're not going to touch uh, CFP poll. Doesn't come out until next come out until uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, definitely going to see T- uh, Tennessee drop off the face of the earth. Yep. Um, and LSU's probably going to move up to that five spot. I would say USC is going to go up to five. I would venture to say because I don't think. Well, no, that would make sense. LSU stay the same and USC jump them. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. It's either going to be 5-6 LSU-USC or 5-6 USC-LSU. Would you have ever thought that in this season that LSU – I would not have imagined LSU to be in the top ten at the end of this season. I am so thankful that they are, um, and I do not want us to compete for a CFP championship. You're not ready yet. You're not ready. No, straight up. Because I think it's it's just going to demoralize the players even more, and it's going to alienate the fan base. Honestly, I think what would be best case scenario for you is you go to the SEC championship game, pull out the SEC championship, and then go to a really good New Year's Six bowl game that doesn't involve the playoffs. I think that would be a dream. Yeah, but here's the thing. If we beat Georgia, how are we not in the playoffs at that point? That is true, but I and I, I still I think they would put a. I still think if if USC wins out, mm-hmm. I think they would still be in over you because they have one loss. No, and that's completely and totally fair. Um, however, my point would be okay. LSU beat Georgia. We also beat Alabama, which doesn't mean as much this year because Tennessee beat Bama. Does this mean South Carolina is better than Alabama? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Steve Spur here? Beamer, you, be, Beamer Ball? Where did is, you come from? Be, Beamer Ball running wild down in Gamecock country? Clearly. Um, no, I, it's definitely it's going to be an interesting Wednesday show. Um, as we said before, we're going to have a pl- – we're probably going to have a 30-minute session just reviewing games. Oh, yep, yep. So um, yeah, be sure to check us out again. I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of our hearts, and I know it feels the same way. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We truly and sincerely appreciate y'all. Um, any closing notes? Uh, just winding down the season. We'll be covering bowl games this year uh, a little bit more heavily than we did last year, and uh, and yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Absolutely. For yes. that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor, and thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.